It's Wednesday, April 1st, 2020. Pastor Robert here, and this is the Wednesday Word. Welcome to a very late afternoon edition from my backyard. Today's Wednesday Word is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 18. Let me read it for you. But we have this treasure in jars of clay. Hang on. What treasure is he talking about? Let's look at verse 6. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So this treasure that we have is the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And Paul says that we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written, I believed, and so I spoke, we also believe, and so we also speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. As I read that passage, four thoughts come to my mind. The first point is this, we are weak, frail, kind of boring, mundane, commonplace, and yet God has made it and remade us that we might display his majesty, his glory, his power, his might. That transforms the Christian life. It transforms human existence from from something that's all about ourselves all about us, what we can get, how we can protect what's ours, to looking outward. How can we display the glory of God? How can we steward this gift of the gospel that the Lord has given us? We are a frame meant to display the masterpiece of the gospel, who he is and what he's done. Our purpose is to adorn his work, that the world might take note and marvel at his artistry, his majesty, his grace. The second thought I have is that in the best of circumstances, the Christian life is really ultimately death to ourselves. That may not be the most uplifting thing for you to hear right now, but I I think it's really important for us to gain some perspective, even in the midst of, of crises like what we're facing right now. The Christian life is all about sacrificing ourselves, giving our very lives away, and simply yielding to God's glorious purposes. The Christian life is a death to ourselves. This is what 
Paul tells us in verses 11 and 12, we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. Even as we die, we display the one life that matters, and in fact, the one life that gives life to all who trust in him, the life of Jesus. Thought number three, God's power, therefore, is clearly seen in the proclamation of God's grace in Christ. As we lay down our lives, as we point people to the hope of the gospel, we are actually pointing to the very source of life, the very power of God that resurrected Jesus from the dead is the power and hope of the gospel for all who would believe. So like Paul says in verse 13, we have the same spirit of faith that says, I believe, so I spoke, therefore we believe. And so we also speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. So that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. That's our purpose, that God's name would be magnified as we display the life that can be found in no one else, not even in and of ourselves. The life that Jesus bought for God's people. Therefore, point number four, we cannot lose heart when our gaze is set on eternal things instead of temporal matters. That may be the hardest thing to dwell on right now. Because everywhere you turn, the emphasis is on what's happening here and now, how you can be safe here and now, where you need to find the chicken that you're looking for, the toilet paper that you don't have. But as Christians, our our hope is beyond that. As God's people, our primary concern lies elsewhere, in heavenly places. As we curate a gospel witness here and now, in an otherwise hopeless world. And we joke about toilet paper and missing chicken. The fact is that um, that our hope is so, it's grounded in so much more than that. It's frequently been remarked how great an opportunity Christians have now to display this glorious hope that we have. As jars of clay, we steward what the Lord has given us to guard and hold on to and then to distribute to those who need it, the gospel. And so like good jars of clay, we tell people what's inside. We, we deliver to people a hope that they cannot find anywhere, not now, not even in the best of circumstances. That's the hope of the cross where Jesus died and rose again that we might live by dying to ourselves and being remade, recreated in his image. Cross point, I, I hope that's edifying for you and hope you're encouraged and built up this week to, to serve people to to have hope in eternal things, not in the temporary, fleeting needs of this day and age. 
as we look ahead to our glorious hope in Christ.